Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted, where each week we connect no-nonsense, let's-get-it-done realtors and lenders from across the country who want to grow our businesses and stay motivated with timely topics and experts in our fields. I'm your host, Marjorie Adam. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on Real Estate Unscripted. I have the one and only Bobby Nicely with me today. Hi, Bobby. Hello. How are you doing, Marjorie? I am doing well. We decided it is time to do a little bit like a state of the lending and real estate market and not in a woe is me kind of way. It is a harder market, it's a tougher market. Anyone that's in real estate and lending and that has been in for a year plus is understanding that. But let's really talk about the reality of this market and what we need to do to work in and through it. I think that's the most important. We're not here to tell everyone it's fantastic. It's the best ever. It's also not the worst ever. Agreed? Well, absolutely. There's so, always opportunities in every market, and this one's no yeah, different. That's right. So we're going to look at kind of a state of the market. So when we look at things, let's go through the obvious, right? Rates, you know, right now, 7.3-ish. Yeah, anywhere from seven and a quarter to seven and a half, somewhere in that range, depending on various factors. And of course, we still have the uh, inventory challenges we all love. We do. So that's why, again, it's, you know, it's September. It feels like December 98th, right? Because it's been a long year in many ways. But so it is what it is. So when I say that, I think you can take it is what it is two ways, right? Depending how you hear it. It is what it is to me means I can't change that. I can change my activity level, my attitude, my work, everything. I can't change the market. It is what it is doesn't mean I'm going to be sitting in my yard drinking lemon drops. I do like those on occasion, but I'm not just going to pack it in and say, you know what, stinks and there's nothing I can do about it. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunities and, you know, you're exactly right. It depends on how you look at it. I mean, the inventory problem, for example, those of us that lived through 07, 08, 09, you know, house prices were falling and that seemed like the end of the world. You know, oh my gosh, my house price is not worth anywhere near what I paid for it. Um, and if we were doing loans, we had declining markets, with, which made it an absolute bear to get the loan done. We don't have that problem now. So there's a different set of issues, but we have something that's very much in demand that we sell as a product. So that's the definitely the bright side to it. So if we look at it, I think we were talking almost 50% of loan originators nationally since 2021 have left the business. It's not something we wish, right? It's reality. I think, look, anytime we have markets like we've had, and I've done this 28 years, I don't know, you're like 15. How long have you done this? <laughs> <laughs> 20, 23 years for me. Hey, 23. So you started when you were six. So basically- <laughs> We've done this a long time. So we see the wave, right? People ride the wave. But, you know, you go into closing, you're like, wow, that's so easy. Look what they made. I'm just going to do that. And it's like you can't not breathe and find business in theory. Not that easy. But then it gets hard and people go, nope, that's not what I signed up for, right? So we don't, neither of us wish anyone pain, but it's the reality of it takes work. It takes work. And I think if people you know, put their head in the sand right now and just say, I'm just going to ride this out. It's not for me. Okay. And and everyone has that choice, but I think it is, it takes work, right? We have to grind. We have to go to work. We have to follow what's happening. We have to understand the market. We have to guide people properly. And we do that, not just because also we know that based on data, based on history of the markets and, and many other things that you know, this will turn around. You know, we don't know when, but we know that it will turn around and we know there will be better markets ahead. But that doesn't mean that there isn't opportunities right now today. So we don't want to wait around either because there's um, there's things, for example, you know, for every 1% drop in interest rates, there's 5 million more homeowners or, or I should say more borrowers that can qualify 
to buy a house. So if you are trying to buy a house right now, or if you have a client, if you're a real estate agent and you represent a client, that's the kind of information you should share with your customer to say, hey, you know, it may seem like you should wait around for rates to drop, but when rates drop, there's just going to be more people, and more competition. So you might be able to structure a better offer now versus waiting. And you can always refinance later. I know we talk about date the uh, rate, marry the house type thing, but yeah. that is true. You know, you can call what you want, but there will be opportunities to refinance, but you may pay 5, 10, 15% more if you wait around for a better rate on the house. Yeah. I mean, I think it's amazing because it's a psyche thing. I think everyone goes, I'm just going to wait till spring. Now we see that right now it's fall. Our fall market is quite strong. We have, again, still a lack of inventory, but homes are coming on the market and staying on a short period of time in general. There are of course pockets, price points, some locations are different, but so anyone right now that's saying, oh, no, no, you just need to wait till spring. Well, first of all, if you think about it, in theory, in spring, there's more buyers every year. It doesn't matter the market because everyone's, you know, oh, the azaleas yep. are out. I got to buy a house. Like that always cracks me up. Yep. So yep. we've kind of put ourselves, we've set ourselves up in a higher competition as a buyer, right? Now for sellers, maybe it is the right time. But quite frankly, a lot of people moving right now are doing very well. So it's not a one size fits all situation that we all try to make it. Right. Mike, I have clients that should absolutely wait based on their needs. And I have clients that should absolutely move now based on their needs. So I think we've got to stop this overgeneralization of everyone should wait until spring. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're all in a different situation, different point in our life. And to try to generalize that for everybody is just a mistake. You know, what may make sense for me could not make sense for you. And that goes for all types of clients, all types of situations. It's, and that's really, you know, while we preach, you know, working with professionals, because you really have to work with someone that understands that and doesn't try to push you in one direction without understanding, you know, what is your goal? What do you need? And I think that should, that should be what separates us as professionals versus some that are less professional, that are just in it for the dollar or for the good market. You know, if we're in it, like I believe we are, those of us that uh, have staying power, we're not in it just for the money. And so these these times like this give us the opportunity to separate ourselves and build character. Like a good coach says, you know, you build character, the tough practices. You don't build character by just going out and playing the game and scoring a touchdown. You build character by the very, very difficult practice that really, truly nobody wants to go through. But that's what builds the character. So then in the game, you perform very well. Yes. Sports metaphors. I like it. <laughs> I always laugh. People, are you going to the game? I'm like, oh, let's <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I use too many of them. I just, no, that's no, what no. I got. You don't, but I think it is absolutely true. I mean, my son played baseball, right? So it's something that, yeah. you know, all of these, these things are true. And I think. Look, let's, so let's, if I'm a lender right now and you're talking to me, what advice are you giving me right now? What are you saying? Hey, this is what you need to be focusing on. This, this is the truth right now. What is, what is your advice for me? Well, the first thing, and, and you know, people are going to say this and, and I know they're going to hear a lot like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really is important to get your mind right. And that means you have to be around positive people. You have to be listening to the right things. Now, I'm not talking about just the false hope or everything's going to be okay. You know, the sun's always out because we know those things aren't true. But people that are positive, people that don't bring you down, people that don't, you know, give you, put you in a bad direction or a bad headspace. So I think surround yourself with really good people, really good mentors, positive people, and check what you're reading, check your habits. Because if you develop some bad habits now, if, if you say, oh, you know what, I'm not real busy, so I'm going to start golfing from two to five every day. Next thing you know, you're, you went from working 40 hours and you were doing a lot of prospecting and trying to get better and add value to now you're only working half that, then you know, 
that's that's going to be difficult for you to to build deeper relationships. And then the, the key in building relationships is what value are you bringing to the table? You know, sometimes we take relationships for granted. And oh, I can pencil in Marjor Marjorie for two loans a month. She's good to refer me two loans a month. Well, what am I doing for Marjorie? You know, why does she refer me? Don't take anything for granted. You know, what can I do better to, to make Marjorie be better? What can I do to help her have more success? So not taking our, our relationships for granted and finding ways we can we can add more value. You know, a lot of that comes down to what are we doing? You know, what are we doing to get better? What are we doing to uh, you know, to to add value to your business. And if we're not focused on those things and just we're out kind of goofing around because we got extra time, then we're not going to be able to deepen those relationships. And then database management, you know, there's a lot of business that's been done the last two years at rates that are certainly above 6%. And here in the last six months, you know, above 7%. So I think, you know, in the years to come, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for refinances. There's going to be a lot of opportunities to restructure debt for folks that, that maybe have run up some credit card debt with the inflation and problems we've had with that. So there's a ton of opportunity, but if you're not capturing the data, nurturing nurturing your database, then you're going to miss out on a lot of those opportunities. So that's one of those habits you should get into now and make sure you've got your system down. And then just know, I guess the last thing would be to know the data. There's all sorts of information, you know, all over the internet on housing crashes or Airbnb bust or, you know, whatever it is. And when you really dig into the data, a lot of it just doesn't make sense. You know, the housing crash um, is something that's really easy for people to talk about, but the data just doesn't back it up. So if you if you are falling victim to that or you don't know how to respond to your customers with factual data, then you're not doing yourself a service. And I guess back to what are you doing with your time? Are you are you trying to get better? Are you digging into some of this data? Because it's in most cases, it's right there for you to find. You just have to go to good, good, reputable websites. You know, certainly there's a list of those we can provide, but there's places you can go to to get really good data. And then when your customer's unsure, you can confidently share that data. You don't have to guess and say, well, I feel in my gut housing is this. Well, no one, you know, really cares about your gut. You know, what, what is the what is the really the data saying? And yes, data can change, but that's why you follow it. You follow it weekly, monthly. And when, when your, your friend, your business partner, or your your best agent asks you, you can answer confidently. You don't say, well, I don't know, Marjorie, you know, anecdotally, I see this, but what does the data say? So so just just to summarize, um, you know, your your get your mind right, make sure you deepen your relationships, make sure you're adding value and, and don't take those relationships for granted. Get your database in order and follow data. I mean, pay attention to the data. Okay, let's break that down because I agree with you completely. So mindset, I always, you know, we say garbage in, garbage out, right? So I think, I mean, I think we have to have knowledge about what's happening in the world, but you do not have to have the news on 24 hours a day because you are not going to feel better for sure. Right. The news is not generally full of all just feel good stories and puppies, right? So I think, I think we got to know what's happening, but I think, mindset is how we start our day. It's, it is the podcast we listen to like this one. Yeah. Look at that. I can yeah. just throw that there right. Yeah. But I mean, I'll there are sure. many, yeah, many podcasts we can listen to. There is, there are books we can read. You were just telling me one psychology of money. That is a book everyone should read. I just read, I'm going to say, sorry for the bad word. It's not that word, but I just read, you are a badass. It's a great book about mindset actually, and how you mm -hmm. think and process. And so yeah. I, this is a time that we need. And also like, mindset, but also your physical self. So are you going to the gym? Are you spending time outside, right? Are you really taking time to care for yourself 
you know, affirmations, meditation, whatever, go to church, whatever works for you. Because I think when the market or any times are tougher, we need to be taking care of our whole self. Right. So sure. I definitely practice that. I believe you do too. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not laughing. I see all your books behind you and you and I are always talking about books. I have like 45 of them over here. I read two this weekend. I read the millionaire real estate agent by Gary Keller again. And I read you're a badass. Um, it is a good one. And I think that's of the things that we need to be really paying attention to. So that is not, people always say, oh yeah, yeah, I know I need to do it and don't do it, right? So it's like, look, as simple as gratitude, gratitude. Like how lucky are we honestly? Because when you're sitting in the oh, woe is me, woe is me, my life's so hard. Is it, is it that hard, right? Like if you really, if you need to get out and look around a little bit and understand how lucky you are, maybe that's a good way to start. Yeah, yeah, just an example of that. I mean, just, if you just make an average income in, in this United States of America, then you're in the top 1% of the world. So, you know, sometimes we forget that. Like you said, we're so consumed about, well, last year's numbers or 2020 numbers. You yeah. know, how about right now where you're at compared to the world? You're yeah. in pretty good shape. Yeah. And I think just that. So your mindset, relationships, I do think we all talk about it. We know it's important. Some of us are really good at it. As a whole, some are good at some. Like we know sometimes, we, oh, where well, I'm really good with these people, but it's like, ooh, I really. And right now, if you want to think about it, like people are having a hard time. Like lenders are having a hard time. Realtors, people in general, like you know, the student loans are restarting. Like people have stresses, people have concerns, their health issues all over, right? So if we're not checking in and just saying, hey, Bobby, how are you, right? Like, let's not worry about the real estate market. Let's not. How are you doing? What can I do for you? How can I help you today? What can I do for you today? Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you know, we all have a certain level of pride. We're all guilty of it. But I think if we can make it not about ourselves, you know, and pour into other people. And, you know, when I was younger, I used to hear that and I kind of understood it. But, you know, I think as you get older, you have kids that, that age and you have parents that age and you, you know, see some friends that go through things. And, you know, not that you're young, you can't understand this, not that it's impossible, but certainly when you have some years under your belt, not only experience wise, but within your business, but also just in life in general, you see all the challenges, you know, so it's like stop being consumed with yourself. And 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 yes, you want to work on yourself. Yes, you want to get better. But just ask the question and mean it sincerely. You know, what can I do? And then listen, because yeah. people will tell you. And if you're not paying attention, you might miss it. You know, and, and probably the first thing they say might not be the key. It might Perfect. be the third thing. Oh, they I'm say. good. Because, you know, hey, Bobby, how are you? I'm good. No. How are you? Good. Cool, we're done with that. And it's like, are you really like, what are you struggling with right now? What's going really well right now? I mean, there are ways to kind of bring things out. So it's not just the usual pleasantry because yeah, I mean, I just, the things going on and clients that I have suffering and it's just, there's a lot. So I think when we say relationships, it's also your family and your friends and those around you, right? It's, it's paying attention. You got to get out of your own head and your own, what was me and your own, wow, the market's hard. Okay and really pay attention. So I think deepening relationships has become almost like a catch, right? Like, oh, I know I need to, but do you really, right? Like if, you know, how many people, if you wrote a list right now of all the people, if I call, you know, who could you call right now that you could count on, like that you're in touch with and that you know they are hundred percent there for you and they know that you're the same from you. Probably not a long list. That's right. And, you know, I got, a, I got something from one of my mentors today, just one statement that kind of speaks to that. And it's just simply said, who is in your life that you need to be in more intentional with? You know, think of one person in your life that you should be more intentional with. Um, you should be spending more time with or talking to more or just really trying to see how you can help that person yeah. versus, you know, we're all guilty of it. 
the extra 30 minutes on Facebook or Twitter or fill in the blank. Yeah. So I think relationships and meaning and then your database. Yes. So we know like, you know, we heart referrals and all the things that always make me laugh. Right. And it's like, but really paying attention to, you know, how can we help them? What can we share with them? Can, you know, look, some of the best things that I think we can do as well is here's the reality here, right? Like we're all watching the news and the world nation, whatever. It's like, no, this is the microcosm. I live in Charlottesville, right? Here's what's happening that you need to know in Charlottesville. Here's the reality of this. And this is what I'm seeing. And here's who I can connect you with. And just really like, you know, being there. Cause if you really think about it, like if you're my client and you close this year and you're not going to move for seven to 10 years, realistically, right? Because it used to be three to five. Now let's say it's seven to 10. The NA, there was an NAR survey last year and people buyers said they'd stay for 14 years. They weren't going to move for 14 years. Don't necessarily think that's the case, but it's, it's longer and longer. How do I stay relevant for you? How am I important to you for 14 years? And I don't mean, you know, most important, like, but if I'm just sending you postcards about how many houses I sell, whoop-de-doo, that's about me, right? Instead of how am I helping you? What resources can I connect you with? What advice can I give you? What can I teach you about improvements to make to your home? How can I stay a relevant presence? You know, you can reach out to me when you need referrals or you need help. Or like I said, people call me all the time. Like, should we pick these countertops? That's what I want to be here for. So how are we, are we that kind of, when we say our databases, is it something that are people going to call you, you know, just because they know that you're there for them as a resource? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I think it's twofold. I think it's, it's all the things you're talking about, making sure that you are a stable, consistent, professional coach for your industry. So if I've got a real estate question, you know, I'm going to go to Marjorie or if my friend has one, you know, well, you, you should call Marjorie and she's great, you know, and, and she's, you know, smart and she knows that she knows the market, but also she, she pours into her community, you know, all those things. And if I don't see that from you routinely, then I could lose that and I might forget about you. Not because you're not great, but just because like, well, I haven't heard from you in a year. So I don't, are you even still in the business? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but if you're, if you're, you know, staying in touch with me, certainly I, I know those things and, and you're right. It's not all about you. It's about what, what's going on and, and information that I might need. And then I think it's also the database of prospects. Uh, we mortgage professionals and real estate professionals, I don't think do a really good job with prospects that are not ready to buy right away. Oh, we're I terrible think we at lose. It. Yeah, we lose a lot of business because someone says, well, you know, I've got six or nine months left on my lease and I'm kind of just hunting around right now. You know, so if we don't foster systems to to get that person into some sort of, some sort of campaign where we're adding value during their during this time period where they're kind of thinking about buying and then foster that, then we're just going to lose a lot of those too. Because I tell you, who's really good at it is the large, we don't like to talk about it, but the large Zillows of the world, they're really good at lead management. Oh, yeah. excellent at it. Because that's their whole business, right? Is, is I mean, they come after me. I'm like, I'm a yeah. realtor, you know, yeah. hey, I'm like, no, no. So no, no, yeah. I mean, I think they have, because they have this robust, you know, their database of, you know, drip campaigns. Exactly. And they have like yeah. the world to do that. Yeah. And I think you are correct. Or, or people that have the foresight to do it. But no, it is. It is something that's important that, you know, look, when we coach, when we coach people, it's like, you need to go back six months. You need to go back a year. Are you dripping? You know, have you touched base? Have you said it's time to talk about the rates again? I mean, I think, yes, long-term incubation, none of us are good at because we are in general high D kind of right now people, right? And I think that is, I mean, a key always, but follow-up as a whole, I would say a lot of us aren't known for, right? I think it's, it's not a strength necessarily of, of salespeople, consistent follow-up. 
I love it. I, you know, I really enjoy it. I like seeing clients. I sold a house to 28 years ago that I joked that I did way too good of a job because they still live in the same house. Like, darn it. But, you know, that's kind of, if you mean relationships, that's what you mean, right? You mean to have these long standing that they know that you're there for them. So we know this to be true. And then I think advice for both. So real, by the way, I said lenders, realtors, hello, advice for you too. So when we talk, it's not like all realtors should shut your ears. This is the same thing, but I think, look, other things we need to be paying attention to. So we need to be looking at not letting off the gas. So this is, and I'll say it's mostly for realtors. I am one, so I don't have the insight as much into the lenders, but I do feel like there's something magical about kind of fall starts and people start saying, ah, spring, I got nothing's happening until spring. That's not true. And they just sort of disappear. And I think that's a huge mistake to kind of let off the gas. Now that doesn't mean I'm not saying don't take time for you and your family. I'm taking some great vacations. I'm not saying don't take time for yourself. I'm saying that you don't just stop working. And I think that we become guilty of is sort of just, yeah, okay, time, you know, I'm done. This is a, this is a job, right? We work every day except weekends or, you know, take time off. But I think not letting off the gas, continuing to plan, work on your systems, redo systems, add structure, figure out your marketing plan for next year, figuring out how we're going to thank everyone at the end of the year. What small event might we have? Are we going to drop things off and and thank people? Like we've got to keep working even if we don't want to. Yeah. And the way I look at this and especially, especially the last, you know, I don't know, decade or so, and and I'm going to use another sports analogy. So um, I got you. Stick with me there. So, you know, if, if Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, God rest his soul. But if Tom Brady, you know, pick another athlete that's considered, you know, one of the greatest, if they were in our industry, what would they do? What would they do during fall and winter? They would you think they would work? Yeah. Yeah. You think they would be out there working? Of course they would. And so if we aspire to that and to be great in our industry, which we should, in my opinion, if we're we're not aspiring to be great, and look, great doesn't mean you're the number one producer in the country in the world. It means you're the very best at what you're capable of. You know, John Wooden used to say it all the time, the great coach for UCLA. I think he had one of the greatest definitions of success that I've ever heard. And it's just that I'm maximizing my potential. That was his goal for every team. One of his favorite teams, I forget what year it was, but they only, they, they did not win the championship. Matter of fact, they, uh, by win-loss record, was one of his worst teams. But he said that team maximized their potential more than many of his championship teams. So he was most proud of that team. So it's not about necessarily having to be number one and all that kind of stuff. It's about, are you getting the best out of yourself? So I look at it sometimes and, and what would they do? What would these, uh, these tremendous athletes have had tremendous success? What would they do if they're in our business? They would be working. And so we really have no excuse, you know, to not, to not be giving our best. And I think that's a great time. You know, we will, we will, look for advertising and promotions to try to gain an edge over our competitors and look for that one little thing. And then something like this, that is very obvious where you're like, Hey, what if 80% of your competition didn't work really hard during a time period and you did, what do you think about that? I think we would all say, wow, that would be an awesome. Well, that's kind of what happens every fall and winter. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all guilty as salespeople. I think of the shiny object, right? Like, especially if it's a shiny object that we're insulated, like if it can be a, you know, an online campaign where I can just push the button, right? And then I don't have to actively, and I'm not saying, because it's not laziness, it's just this kind of, maybe this will work. And I think we also abandon basics. Like we think the market's changed. Now I'm not saying we don't morph. I'm not saying more technology is necessary, right? Like obviously we're not all running around with, you know, just trying to find a fax machine 
driving contracts. We use DocuSign, we use Zillow, we use AuthentiSign. Like that's technology that's advanced us, but we're still picking up the phone. We're still writing letters, right? The basics, we're still prospecting, which look leads are kind of leads, more leads solve all problems, right? So I think paying attention to and analyzing, you know, it's September now. So paying attention to where my leads have come through, where have my, all my leads come in in 2023? Where have they not? right? What's missing? What's going really well? What do I need to capitalize on? Am I spending a lot of money and I'm going to pick on Zillow and I'm not trying to, but have I spent thousands of dollars on Zillow, but I'm not following up on those leads and therefore I have no return. So it's got to be paying attention to, again, who's moving, right? Who so am very- I going? I got to get the people that have to move. Am I in front of them? Because just because I did this 20 years ago, doesn't mean it works now. Yeah, no, that's a very, very important point. And I'll give you a story. One of our top loan officers really did not track his leads until last year. And I was talking to him the other day, and he said that that he has been amazed some of his misconceptions of where his leads were coming from and who his best referral partners were. And he said, you know, there's one person that he always thought was kind of a, you know, average referral partner. And now he realizes it's one of his best. And it's because of the efficiency of the lead that the likelihood is going to close, all those things come into play. And he said that he's, you know, so what's he doing? He's going deeper rather than saying, well, that referral partner is kind of okay. He's going deeper with that referral partner. And the chances are that he's going to capture every single lead at a higher degree than other referral partners that are, you know, down the list. So yeah, you got to track your leads, got to know. And I went to a, a seminar very young in the business. And this was profound to me at that time because Everybody talks about doubling your business and you think, well, I've got to you know, do all these crazy things to double my business. What if you simply increased your capture rate from 25%, which is kind of industry average, at least for mortgage people, to 50%? You double your business. Right. Same leads, same number of leads. You double right. your business. Yeah. You can also cut expenses, right? And I'm not saying staff. I'm just saying I think that a lot of people, you know, realtors, especially most huge percentage don't do a profit and loss. So they'll tell me get them as a student and they'll say, oh, I'll make this much money. And I'm like, I bet you do. And they're like, oh no, I do. I'm like, and so when we process through, it's like, oh yeah, I forgot. Oh yeah, I do pay for that. Oh yeah, I do that. And so it's like really paying attention to, so right now, pay attention to your expenses. What are you spending? Can you cut things here and there? Do you have 98 subscriptions you're not using, right? Are you paying for lead sources that you are not following up on? And then flip side again, are you paying attention to where your business is coming from? Because yeah. do more of that. Yeah, no, and amen on the expenses. I mean, you know, the good to great, you know, confront the brutal facts. That's one of the keys that they have in that book. You know, the great businesses are good at is to is to just identify the brutal facts, which right now the brutal facts are, hey, it's tough. Margins for everybody, whether whether you're a real estate agent or a, or a loan officer, margins are down. Margins are tough. And yeah, expenses, you know, nobody likes to have to cut things, but if you cut expenses, you save 100%. If you make a sale, you probably get some small percentage of that as profit. But if you cut an expense, that's 100% savings. So, and and it stinks to say, I want to break even the rest of the year, but maybe that's what you got to do this, the rest of this year. And that's okay. Because if you survive, we just talked about the numbers, um, how many agents and how many loan officers are getting out. So if you simply get yourself to a position where you survive this, the rest of this downturn, you're naturally going to be in a position to gain market share just by surviving. So it's okay to say, hey, my goal is to break even. Nothing wrong with that. You know, but it's also, I, mean, that may- 
I think it's also okay to say, I'm going to kick, excuse my language, I'm going to kick some ass. Because I think yeah. that we all are limit ourselves. Now, again, that doesn't mean I'm going to go out today and say, I'm going to triple my business by December, because it's probably not going to happen. But I think, I think having big goals that you work towards get grinding and getting to work because I have people I work with across the country that are crushing it. They've just, they have crushed it, but, but they've stayed really steady. They work really hard. They're very effective, right? I think we also glamorize, they're not working 90 hours a week, by the way, but they're just very effective in what they're doing. They're clear in, this is what I have to do to close this. This is the people I have to meet. This is the people I have to see. I need to have this many appointments. So I think, you know, having a true business plan, which you and I talked about, you know, doing a, a podcast on and a class, I think is important because, you know, you know, it's like, Having no plan is a goal or a wish, right? If it's not written down, it's something you're following. I might as well kind of cross my fingers like this and go, gosh, I hope that happens. So, you know, I think that's the big thing. I think it's it's there, you know, what's your attitude right now about it? What is the goal and how do you get it? And I think, you know, I feel like we've had a great year. I mean, I've had a very good year this year, honestly. And, and a lot of it is I just refuse to sit there and say, I can't have one, right? Like, because the, you know, the market says, and the economy says, I can't, that it has to be a bad year. And it doesn't. And, you know, I got to pay attention to what's working and what's not working. I've got to pivot quickly and, you know, watch my expenses, but we can still thrive through this market, you know, really paying attention. And I think anyone listening, look, a lot of people burnt out. I get it. Like, I get it. (laughs) Right. This is a year where sometimes you're like, phew. But I also think this is a year where it's like, I refuse to go down, right? Like I'm not going anywhere. I got a a few more years left in me, Bobby. Yeah, I'm going to roll. I'm going to work and grow and come up with more ideas and and keep succeeding. And I think we got to find people like that, that we can surround ourselves with, right? That's why I love call you. And what are you seeing? And what are you doing? And how are you guys continuing? Great. I got to do more of that. I don't need to call the people that say, you know, the world has ended and, and no one's going to make it and you shouldn't have goals. Cause I can't, that's, that's not what I, I don't need that energy. That's right. Yeah. And that's part of making sure you work on the right people. And that's, you know, that goes for your referral partners too, you know, yeah. um, you know, just because, you know, the whole, the whole uh, analyzing who you're working with. And if you've got someone that constantly is, is negative, and they're very, very high maintenance. And it goes for both. It goes for yeah. you know, loan officers working with realtors, realtors working with loan officers. You know, um, you know, I, I would question who your partners are, who's your team? Because if they're bringing you down, then there's there's other people out there that that are not like that. And absolutely, I mean, the you know, the one of the reasons I like the psychology of money, you know, that that book, it talks about how there are moments in time that will make or break you and they can have drastic effects. For instance, Warren Buffett, one of the richest men in the world, if you took the top 10, 10, his 10 best stock picks out of his portfolio, he's an average investor. His whole career, those 10, so we're getting ready. We're in, we're in a market where it's one of those times where your actions in this market have profound effect on the rest of your career. So, you know, and, and I know that that sounds like, you know, high drama, but it really is because if you can make the right decisions and the right maneuvers in this market, you're going to be set up for, you know, we haven't got to yet, but, you know, we've got a tremendous demographic of home buyers. We've got a product that's in high demand. So we don't have to worry about, I wonder if our product's going to become obsolete. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So we got this awesome product we're selling, which is homes and money, which everybody needs and, you know, housing and money. So we just got to position ourselves. And this is that time to do it right now. This is the moment to capture. I agree. 
And so they need to get out and do it. And we need to do it too. And that's why, like I said, we've got to look, you know, many days, like I, you know, find an email, right? I'm Dory, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, right? Like it's like, get up and swim, right? So whatever you got to do to surround yourself with people that are going to push you forward and look, pull you when you need it there. You can reach out to people that will pull you along until your two feet want to push you. But that's what we've got to do now. So again, mindset, relationships, database, and and do the work, right? Do the work. Don't fall into the woe was me. And and again, yes, this too shall pass as time goes by. But that's why I wanted to talk to you today and really say, okay, let's let's really look at what we see. I mean, you work, you know, Alcova with lenders that are crushing it, right? And what are we seeing? And I see realtors that are absolutely just doing phenomenally well and just are refusing to to sit and go, okay, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. So that's what we want everyone listening to do, right? We want everyone to propel forward and get the work done and take good care of your mental, your mental health and your, you know, your outlook on things. And just know that again, you will get through this. You got to work through it and and lean on your relationships to help you. Yeah. And uh, Jocko Willink, the author, you know, several books, former Navy SEAL, you know, has a great podcast. You know, he likes to say default and aggressive. So to your point, let that be your default. Don't stand around, sit around, you know, get after it. Yeah. You know, that's that's what he says, get after it. And I've got one of his t-shirts that just says, get after it. And I think that's what we got to do right now. Just get after it. Oh, good. Let's make more. That's a good t-shirt. I wear that too. But no, I think again, sometimes it, you can't just let emotion rule, right? I don't yeah. feel like it today. I get it, but get up and do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Bobby. Thank you so much for joining me today on Real Estate Inscripted that you started. So thanks for picking me. And I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. And, you know, those of you listening to this, I mean, just listen to Marjorie and the guests she has on here, some awesome advice. And there's a reason she's successful. And the people that we've had on here are successful. And the, the old saying, success leaves clues. So, you know, this, the thing she says, I dial into. And like she said, you know, we got to really focus on what we're, uh, what we're doing, which podcast we're listening to, you know, what books we're reading. And I just challenge you to do those things and, and success will come, you know, even despite the market, just be successful and despite the market. Be one of those people who's like, you know what, I'm going to be successful despite the market. Right. There's a saying, I've heard there's a recession. I've chosen not to participate. Do that. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks again, Bobby. Thanks a lot, Marjorie. Always a pleasure. Real Estate Unscripted is sponsored by Alcova Mortgage. Alcova is committed to simplifying the mortgage process. Check out the tools we offer to realtors and home buyers at alcova.com slash realtors. Alcova Mortgage, equal housing lender, NMLS ID number 40508, org. Before we go, please show us some love by subscribing on your listening platform of choice and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you share this with your friends and be sure to listen in next week. Until then, this is Marjorie Adam. Don't forget to check out the show notes for a recap. This podcast was made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support.